This episode is brought to you by Dojo Kyle Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Learn effective self-defense, get in shape, and have fun in the growing community at Dojo Kyle, conveniently located in downtown Kyle at 111 South Main Street. Call Dojo Kyle right now at 512-547-1873 and mention Kyle Life to receive a free week of classes. Again, that's 512-547-1873 or visit dojokyle.com. Entertaining shows with content that spreads information and sparks discourse throughout the community. This is the Pearl Media Network. Welcome to the Kyle Life Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to showcasing what makes Kyle, Texas unique. We interview local business owners, politicians, and talk with everyday residents to further promote our beautiful city. This podcast is brought to you by KyleLife.com and is proudly part of the Pearl Media Network. We thank you for tuning in today. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Hey guys, Joshua here with Kyle Life, and today's show is part one of our two-part series where we're talking with the candidates that are running for District 1 Council seat in the upcoming May 7th city election. Joining me for today's episode is the candidate, Travis Mitchell. Travis, thank you so much for coming on the show. Not a problem, Josh. We have had you on before, not in this capacity. You were, uh, We were talking about your business, which we'll probably talk a lot about today as well. But welcome back. Thank you for coming into my amazingly clean studios. Yeah, you got green screens. Yeah, green, yeah. It's, it's legit. I know. If you pretend well, people take you serious. Uh, f- let's get this started, kind of like what we did the f- last time we had you. But could you tell our listeners and those potential voters about your background and how long you've been in the Kyle area? Yeah. So my name is Travis Mitchell. I came to Austin in 2007 after attending Texas A&M University and moved to Kyle about four years ago. Uh, I've been building a business for about eight years, and Kyle was always the destination for that. Um, So we're uh, four years in. We live here. Uh, My wife, Corey, and I have three sons, twin four-year-old boys and a one-year-old boy. Yeah. Good so, ages. Yeah. <laughs> it's twins. Lot, oh my gosh. It's a lot of fun. Y'all still had another one. That's what's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> twins and then like, hey, let's add another. Yeah. And you've been in Kyle for four years, uh, always as a business owner ever since you've lived here, right? Yes. What led to you deciding that running for council is something you wanted to do? Because I'll tell you right now, I mean, you you and I know each other personally. So you, I've never once, I've been here for a lot longer. I've never once said, I want to run for council. Just doesn't seem appealing. So what was the draw for you? Well, you know, in a way, I think I've been working towards this my whole life. I uh, just want to be involved. And having children really uh, spurred that desire to be a leader in the community because I want to be the kind of dad that my children are proud of, somebody who is actively trying to make his community better. And this is probably the most natural fit for that. And the timing, though, like, was uh, was it like you were waiting for some kind of sign or signal like okay i'm ready to run or you want to accomplish something first as the business before you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you're running for district one your opponent diane herval i don't know how many terms she served is it two two terms yeah. right um what what was it about this timing like was it just it was just ripe for you 
Or was it just coincidental? <laughs> no, it was very much a timing thing. There's two two main reasons why I chose to run this year. Number one is I had to build a business before I could really lead in the community. That's the way I felt. One, because it was a proving ground for me, but also because I can't uh, devote time to you know being civic-minded and, and really active in the community if I'm also trying to put my you know, put the fire out of my hair every single day right. by, you know, building a business. So my first priority in coming to Kyle was to get it uh, to the size that it needed to be and stable so that I could move, uh, move forward and, and being, you know, um, more active in the community. The second is I, I call these my Jesus years. And that's not really a Christian <laughs> thing, but, you know, Jesus changed the world from age 30 to age 33. Yeah. And I, I always took that as a sign of what will I be doing when I'm Jesus' age. Yeah. And uh, so I'm 31, and I just feel like, um, you know, I need to be trying to uh, make a difference. How admirable. I just turned 30, and any given <laughs> weeknight, you'll find me in my underwear playing video games, eating uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. TMI, I know. <laughs> But uh, how admirable. Maybe I will run one day. Just, <laughs> uh, I, you know, be, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, ask you some of the issues that you plan on addressing, if sure. any. Because yeah. uh, obviously, I mean, you, wanting to be a leader uh, can look in so many different ways as opposed mm. to just running for city council. There's obviously yep. something you think you can contribute or change or, or whatever if you were serving on council, right? So what are some of those issues that are also part of the reason why you should be district one uh, council member? Well, it, it starts with Mitchell Motorsports, my business. I, I developed that property. So I built it uh, from the ground up and I had to go through the city process. And Fun? Uh, <laughs> yes. Very, very fun. It, it Going through the permitting process, uh, it, it doubled my budget and it tripled my timeline for opening. Oh. Um, and if you're a small business owner, that can be lethal make or break right yes and and so that that process was very very challenging to me i didn't really understand a lot i didn't have a lot of resources um i was dogmatically focused on my operation and you know i didn't have lawyers and attorneys and things like that to help guide me through it And, and it was it was a real challenge i just realized that i think back then all those years ago uh we need somebody on city council who really understands small business owners not just the developers. Right. And, and not throwing anyone under the bus, but uh, for clarification to the listeners, is there currently anyone on council that is a local small business owner? No. Okay. Th- there is no one on council who's... So a, you're looking to fill that void is what I was getting at. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And and to be clear, I don't think that everyone on council should be a small business owner. Totally. I think <laughs> I think someone should, though. You know, we have representation. Yes, we have a fair diversity of of skill sets and backgrounds on council. But where we have a gaping hole is somebody who's a local business owner, somebody who's actually been on the other side of the dais applying for that permit. Right. You know, I know emotionally, financially what that means. Yeah, your perspective would be unique. Yes. Yes. And I, I, you know, I know a lot of the business owners in town and we have these conversations where, you know, they 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 just. They understand, you know, they get how hard it is. And I want to help streamline that process um, from, uh, you know, from a platform of education, but also from a platform of fairness between small businesses and large businesses. I I really don't see it that way. I never have. We have this tendency um, 
politically to to view developers in one bucket. It's a one size fit all. Yes. Well, we we only develop programs for the big businesses. We don't develop programs for the small businesses. But you apply it to everyone, or, or the council has been those policies for, that are made for the big ones. You're saying the little ones are still underneath that. No, they don't get it. Oh, they just don't get. Oh, okay. They do not get the same treatment that the developers do, and and that's not just a Kyle thing, but. Uh, more can be done. And there's been a lot of research and studies out there that talk about how small business incentives can impact an economy. You know, Kyle is predominantly a small business community. Mm. We do have these big developers coming in, especially residential developers. Yep. And, and you know, we can talk about those guys at another time, but the, the small business owners need somebody to help them. Representation is always a good thing, right? Yes. Well, and to be to be honest, no one on council even works for a Kyle-based company. Oh, really? They're, they all either, um, uh, you know, work at home for an out-of-town uh, business like my opponent. She works for, I believe, Davis Law Firm in right. Austin. Um, there's nothing wrong with doing that. But again, we need at least someone on council who's vested in the financial and economic future of Kyle. We have no one on council that is. Uh, I want to be that person. And, you know, something we, we put out a feeler on social media asking people, what are some of the issues you want to ask? Some people got very specific <laughs> and I won't read like verbatim what they wrote. I gave I know I sent you and, and Diane and all the other candidates that we're having in here. Sure. I copy and pasted it so they could at least see the questions. But uh, a, a very uh, a reoccurring uh, theme in the questions was taxation. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm I'm not going to get too specific because I want you to. Right. Uh, where what do you feel about taxation in the city, and what would be like? Do you have any kind of platform? Because again, people for the most part say it, they're too high. Mm-hmm. Their rate, their my property taxes are running me out of town. That was you know the gist of what most people were saying. How do you feel? Because you're a resident here too. Mm. Uh, property taxes are pretty high, man. It's the it's the largest line item on my profit and loss sheet every year. I mean, it's the largest expense that I have. And so, yes, we're, you know, and a lot of people know this, we're taxed at 58 cents roughly per $100 valuation. That is a 20-year high and the highest in all of Hayes County. Everyone who's running for city council is going to bemoan that. Like, nobody's going to be like, we love our tax rate. You know, it's the highest in Hayes County. But then why is it so high if everyone hates it? Uh so everyone has an opinion on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, my opinion, honestly, is the road bond package. Yep. So in 2013, we issued a, a $36 million general obligation road bond to fix five roads. Uh, I could probably try to name them. Let's see. Marketplace, Bunton, Lehman, Goforth, and Burleson. Yeah. Uh, and the way they went about doing that really has caused our tax rate to, to increase we have about half of all property taxes uh, collected that goes to service debt. Um, So if you have a $1,000 property tax bill, half of it is just to support the debt of this town. So Makes me feel good. Yes. (laughs) I'm being sarcastic. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) Well, um, it hurts. It hurts everyone. Yeah, totally. Um, And and, and it, it doesn't have to be that way. There's, I, I've, you know, I've got some literature out there that I've put together and I, I would say there's six or seven issues that have caused our tax rate to climb. Uh, but the answer really is how do you solve it? In, in the end, um, 
I would never support road bond packages that are hastily put together yeah. that are where we don't know how much we're spending, where we borrow a whole lot of money before we're actually set up and ready to spend it. Yeah. Um, all we're doing is increasing our taxes and we're not getting a whole lot for it. Just passing no, the buck. <laughs> I mean, I've talked to so many residents. No one is happy with the roads. They're not happy with how this package got uh, rolled out to the to the citizens, you know, and, and I will say my you know, my opponent was on council through that duration. So I, I, you know, no business owner would ever borrow money without knowing how much something costs, without really having a concrete idea of how you're going to roll out that that product or whatever you're borrowing that money right. for. It's very and different when you're budgeting with your own money compared to budgeting with money that's not necessarily your own. <laughs> it changes your decisions. It's right. not just an emotional thing. No, totally. It actually changes your decision-making process when you understand emotionally the consequences of making a financial misstep. You know, city council is not a game, and it's serious business, and, and it's real dollars. So, you know, I, I think that reducing our taxes through debt reduction is probably, you know, the highest mandate of whoever wins yeah. the, the election. And so you recently put out a video that a couple of people had, had wanted to address uh, called Beyond the Interstate, I think is what you titled mm-hmm. it. Very well done. Thank Your videos you. are always well done. <laughs> Good looking guy there on the camera, <laughs> just buttering you up now. Uh, one of the things that someone had wrote about it was that you had mentioned uh, Kyle could be a landmark in Central Texas. Like you, like that was the buzzword that this person was really excited about. And yeah. they, they had written, what, what, what do you mean by that? Like if you could elaborate, because people, um, you know, I, I also know a ton of the local business owners and I get around mm-hmm. eh, sometimes I don't leave my house a lot, but sometimes yeah. I get around and meet people. And, um, a lot of the times people are either happy that we're a bedroom community, quote unquote, mm-hmm. or they aren't because they don't want to go to name, insert city name here to go do insert activity. You know what I mean? Like, what do you, what does that mean to you? Like, does it mean attracting more retail that or I say retail more, businesses that are diverse does landmark mean literally like a destination that people from all over would want to come to like what do you what does landmarking look like to you well well, landmark is just a catchphrase in my mind it means known for something you know right now kyle is not really known for anything no we don't have a stake in the ground we don't have a flag in the air and and I think that's I think that's a problem. I think it hurts us economically, and it, I think it it gives credence to the idea that we are truly just a bedroom community. And you may say you've met people that like that term. I've yet to meet one. Um, <laughs> no, what I mean, but no, I don't know if they like the term as much as I know people who work in San Antonio and who in Austin, and they're perfectly comfortable living their lives like going to work in Austin, playing in Austin, mm-hmm. eating in Austin, and then coming home and sleeping in Kyle. That's what I mean. Like, like people, okay, so but I would still say that that person, if if they could have the best of both of those things together would still choose that. No, I, I agree with, completely. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you, yeah. And, well, and part of that label that we've had, too, um, you've, you've obviously done your homework, so I know I'm preaching to the choir, but listeners who may be listening for the first time don't know that of the 40-ish thousand, how many people are in our town now? Uh, 36,000 and growing. Okay, yeah. and what is what is registered voters? Do you have a number? 17,000. And of those registered, how many show up? Uh, about 4%. 4%. Well, you know, here's the thing, you know, okay, so we are a bedroom community, right? So yep. we've got people that are commuting to work. We have three elections this year. 
We've got May, uh, March primaries, we've got the May city election, and we've got the, the November, November general election. Yeah. Then there's also runoff elections and, and various types. So we've got a tremendous case of voter fatigue. So I don't blame the residents. You know, honestly, you know, I spent several years here before I really understood the importance of the city council. And I could not have named a city council member two years ago after I got my permit. So I feel like my mandate uh, is to help raise awareness in this town, uh, both in terms of the great things that we have to offer and and in terms of how you can get connected into the community. And to go back to the landmark question, because I didn't really answer it, there's several things that we can do. And in, in order to, you know, get rid of that stigma, one would be downtown revitalization. Uh, the, there's so much available to us in our downtown district. It is the most unique part of our town. There's, I agree. There, there, <laughs> I, I spend a lot of time down there, but I, I do. Agree. T- I do too. And it's funny because when I go downtown, I see the same people. The people that I see all the time are the people that are truly vested in the community. They're the ones that are working in the community. Right. And they're, they go to downtown. And, and it's wonderful. When I go to the marketplace, uh, you know, area, for lunch, you know, if I, and there's nothing against that. Those plate businesses are packed out, but they're packed out with people from who knows where, right? Yeah. You know, and th- that's great for the Kyle economy, but that's not that's not what makes us a landmark. Right. Having a thousand businesses does not make us a landmark. The downtown culture is what makes us a landmark. If we can develop that into something really special, and I'm not talking about taking away from what's already there. Right. I'm talking about adding to it, giving it uh, a microphone, so to speak. Yeah. And well, there are businesses right now. I mean, look at the, all the work Milts just did and um, their signage mm-hmm. that they, uh, you know, to more attractive on the eyes. Obviously, Pie Company, I would say, if there's any landmark in our town right now, it's got to be Pie Company, right? People quite literally come from all over there and they recognize the big sign. Mm-hmm. My buddies at Dojo Kali, you know, just bought that property right off the square, mm-hmm. have very big plans for it too. Well, every, every business that you just referenced and a few more in the downtown area have all received um, basically, you know, grant money from the city in order to develop their exterior facade. Right. Um, the, there's been about seven or eight that have taken basically a 50 percent, you know, reduction in the cost of improvement. Put, right? Improvement. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's good. That's what the city has put forth as this is our idea for downtown revitalization. I would say that that's about 1% of what's available to us in terms of downtown revitalization. And the reason I put it so low is because those grant dollars terminate in the facade. There's no plan and vision for the future in terms of a coalescing uh, community. We we have no true buy-in in the downtown community. And that can be changed because it's not that the downtown community, the business owners, the property owners don't want revitalization. It's that they don't have a coalition put together and a clear path set forward. And there are programs that are out there that cities participate in, like San Marcos and and, uh, Tyler and other places that have completely revolutionized their downtown environment, not only uh, for today, but in terms of 
moving forward. They have right. a program in place that is completely sustainable, that is bringing culture and um, true economic impact to their community. And I, I want, you know, I really want to be a part of that. Yeah. So uh, the small business incentive uh, as well is, is huge to me. I think I want Kyle to be known as the best place for somebody to set up a small business. And people, you know, people are listening and are, are shaking their heads yes, and maybe giving an air high five to you because you're saying what they want to hear. Do you have literature? Because, you know, we're, we're already almost 28 minutes in and I'm not mm. going to, I would never ask you to elaborate every part of all your platform because sure. no one's going to listen to it all, That's unfortunately. Right. But those who are actually genuinely interested, do you have this like literature laid out that people can access to go, oh, I know exactly what he stands for. Because an issue that I know people have not with you specifically, but with candidates is that they hear something, but they maybe they don't get it. And there's no way to, you know, saying like I support small businesses is a very open thing to say. It's very broad. Mm -hmm. Like, what does that mean? Like, so do you have specifics, uh, like brochures or, or, or anything that, that people can find online or, or do you hand them out? Are you handing out uh, Travis Mitchell tracts when you go door to door? Evangelizing. Yeah, you're evangelizing <laughs> the word. <laughs> yes, I do. I have a lot of information available on my website, ourcall.org, or you can go to travismitchell.net. Um, has a lot of articles that I've written. I've also put together a, about a 40-page document called A Vision for Kyle that outlines my ideas in detail. At last fall, when I was uh, preparing to run, I spent months working on a document that would be substantive. And there aren't, I knew that there wouldn't necessarily in our town be a ton of people who wanted to read it, right. <laughs> but there would be a few. And I want you to know that when I say I support the idea of small businesses, um, I mean that in a very concrete way, not in a conceptual. <laughs> yes, it's it's more uh, supporting our business community is more than just saying I support small businesses or shop local or shop Kyle. It's about something very substantive, about real legislature, real reform. And uh, could you uh, get all the things you want to do? Could you get done in one term? Do you feel like you could, or is this? Are you in for the long haul? As long as it takes to help get your vision implemented. Uh, ask me. Ask you if, if you if you win. Ask, ask you in like, eighteen months. No, or, ask oh, me. It's a three-year th- term. Pardon me. Th- yeah, ask me in three years. I, I have I have no idea. Three All years, I know you'll is be burned out, man, with the the bads under your eye. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm well, you're not. You're you're aging all right now. I wonder. Do council people age like presidents do? Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> it's, so. a bit, it's been stressful, though, right? I'm sure it, it, this it, is new to you. Yeah, it's been it's been very stressful. There's been some there's been some moments where I felt like you know I I, I was a little bit crazy for doing this. Um, I've told you, know. you that you were crazy. I think before yeah. we started recording. Well, well, yeah. Well, here, here's here's the thing: the criticism that comes, um, you have to be willing to accept that and push through it. If you're not willing to push through it, then you're you're not going to be able to get the job done. Right. And there's so much available to us uh, if we're willing to step forward. And you know, uh, you know, Charles Spurgeon says, "Have a blind eye and a, and a deaf ear." Yeah. And whenever it comes, turn your head, uh, and and have a clear vision for what you're after, and and live in the present. You know, all of those things. Don't dwell on what happened last week and what so and so said. Right. And how many people you know, love to come at you because they heard something, you know. In and- a town like Kyle, and I'm not trying to get too far off topic, but it's interesting to me because we are small enough 
to where you are on a daily basis running into people that are going to be your constituents. Uh, and I don't mean like any other town doesn't do that, but I mean, but we are small enough to where I almost feel like our council has the opportunity to have more relationship mm-hmm. with the community as opposed to a town like San Antonio or Austin mm-hmm. to where, you know what I mean? Uh, it's what? an interesting thing because like, I've obviously, because of how small we are, we you hear everything down that grapevine, rumor mill, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Uh, glad to see that you're taking it and try it at least because well, that started to get annoying. Well, it, it took some... It took some um, you know, evolution for me. It took, it was, there was a learning curve. I, I struggled at the beginning. I wasn't sure what I'd gotten myself into, but I've learned a lot. And what I have learned more than perhaps anything is that those people that you talk about, the, the, the few people that are extremely involved in Kyle that you see every day that everybody knows, I, I love those people. However, I care about the 35,000 that live in this community that I don't know. They're who I see as the people I'm trying to reach. The, they're, they're, they're in their apartments right now. They don't know who I am. They have no interest in who I am. I want to reach those people and help inspire them to love Kyle. I feel like if I can get that 35,000 to love Kyle, or even part of it, right? Yeah. Um, that's how we become a landmark by getting buy-in among the other 98% of people that live yeah. here, that pay taxes here, that don't know me or you yeah. or any of those people. Oh, they know me. Come on, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is child life. What do you mean? <laughs> You're supposed to be buttering me up. Sorry, Golly. Uh, There's just work to be done. Yeah. That's, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Like, there really is, too. Yeah. And, you know, I am, I am not the most involved in regards to how the system works, but I agree in that when you get people uh, – to care about their immediate community, right? Like for mm-hmm. us, my wife and I, it's like, you know, dinner with our neighbors or something. Like, you know, immediate community, if you think local, the repercussions is more global. Oh, absolutely. Right? And so, no, I, I agree with you on that. Whether sure. you buy a t-shirt at Walmart and Kyle or Walmart in San Marcos makes me no mind. You know, I, I don't, I don't right. care. Yep. But whether, whether you have, you know, a, a working knowledge of who runs your city or whether you're friends with, your neighbors, you know, those actually are, are you know, going to be bigger metrics for the economic impact of, of your life. Totally. Um, and if we can get enough people to really buy into the idea of community and Kyle, it will change the, the, the economics. This is a dollars and cents kind of conversation for me. Right. Because you're a business guy. So it yeah. always goes down to that, right? <laughs> That's good, though. I like it. This has been fun. Um, one of the questions that we do ask, though, just to give your, yourself a chance, because I know, again, we, we talked about how people, uh, I, I don't like using the word apathetic, but it's probably appropriate for mm-hmm. a lot of people who live here. Um, they just, you know, y'all don't run on platforms. You don't say, I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican or mm-hmm. whatever. Y'all just have your, you know, signs with your pretty face on it and whatever, whatever. What separates you from your opponent on the ballot? Like, what would you want someone to know who's listening that hasn't made up their mind yet? They know they want to vote, but they haven't made up their mind yet. Well, I would say I'm, I'm truly a fiscal conservative. And that, again, is another buzzword. Right? It is, totally. So, but yeah. here's how that works out for me. Um, um, my opponent has been on the side of a tax increase four out of her six years. So while she did vote against taxes last year, um, there have been four other years in which she was not on the side of a tax decrease. She was on the side of a tax increase. So um, I'm not going to be that way. 
And and I know that's tough. And there are people out there that say, yeah, right. We're going to come right back to this minute marker on this podcast. If you ever change your mind and we're getting our pitch for it. I, 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 be, I believe in um, tax relief through debt reduction. And what that would, how that would work out is um, being much more conservative with our borrowing. Um, we have $95 million in debt. Uh, that is about a 5% uh, debt obligation to taxable assessed value ratio, which is crazy high. I know that's a, a, a weird word. But it but is crazy high is the point. It, think of it like leverage, <laughs> like a credit card bill. How much debt do you have versus how much money you have or how much money you make? And Kyle is at 5%. For example, San Marcos is, hovers at around 2% year over year. So we are more than twice as leveraged as San and Marcos size. <laughs> year after year yeah. after year after year. Yeah. And if I have a business that has a whole lot of equity and no very little debt, and you have a business that has a whole lot of debt year after year, I'm eventually going to overtake you. Totally. That's just That's business. Bit, that's economics, yeah. So when I say I'm a fiscal conservative, I'm saying we've got to get on par with the way San Marcos does it. They don't, haven't changed their tax rate in over eight years. They keep it rock solid, healthy. And I would do the same. I would I would advocate for something in, in the 49 cent range, which is about a 16% reduction from where we are right now, and would do everything I can to keep it there. And you think you could get allies that are on the current council now? Because there's only two seats up for grabs in the May 7th election. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I won't even ask you who you're going for in the other election, but do you think, I, you know, I, ideal situation, Travis Mitchell's announced the winner, you're on council. Do you think that you are either going to be convincing enough to change minds that would need changing, or do you think that you have your, a canvas that you can work with already? So, you know, being, being a business owner is about getting buy-in from employees yep. and the community in order for them to shop with you, right? Totally. So everything that I do is about working with people. I believe in that you know, heavily. So there's, uh, the, the other members of council are just people. You have to have open dialogue. You have to have a willingness to disagree, but a a willingness to compromise as well. And I believe in that wholeheartedly. I have gotten to know every member on council in the last six months as I've, you know, uh, been a, been a part of this. And, And I can say that I feel like the majority of them, I, uh, are really great people. And I will tell you, um, I, I support Shane Araby. Uh, and, and I know that may be kind of strange to hear, but, but Shane, and here's the reason people have asked me, why did I choose to run against Diane versus Shane? I I have gone to every city council meeting for, uh, over six months now. And there is really only one person on council who I think can absolutely do a better job than me. And that's Shane Airby. That guy, a good endorsement right there. He is the (laughs) smartest person on council and specifically in the areas where I'm weaker. And I'll just say that his knowledge of our infrastructure, specifically our wastewater treatments uh, facility, our lift stations, our water lines, um, how much those things cost. He's he was instrumental in helping to start the process of healing our wastewater treatment. The much needed process. (laughs) Yes, we were in a very, very bad position. We're still in a bad position, but he was the leader in, in in making some changes that were much needed for our city. And, um, and I mean, every time I talk to him, I, I walk away learning more. Um, he's absolutely the right guy for the job. If he doesn't give you that kind of endorsement, when <laughs> I have him in here. No, I doubt he would. Just unfriend him on Facebook yes. or whatever. No, <laughs> I, that's just, tr- that's the truth. That's all. Yeah, no, it's, that's cool. Yeah. That's how I feel about, about Shane. And that's good. You don't, you don't mind, uh, picking a position. Yeah. That's admirable. I, I'm not, well, I'm not saying that he's, you know, 
the perfect person. No, no, no. But you're, yeah, I, I'm just he, saying his he has knowledge and, and, you work and his experience are uh, v- uh, very helpful to the city council. Right on. Hey, before we, uh, before I kick you out of here, mm-hmm. uh, I do appreciate you coming over. Uh, again, let's let's collect all these these thoughts. Where are, where are some ways people can learn more about you? You did mention like the website, um, Facebook, Twitter, email, newsletter. Like, yeah, what, what? I have a public Facebook page. So my name's Travis Mitchell. Type it into Facebook, find me, message me, or go to Facebook's. I have a page called Our Kyle. Uh, you can find me there. I post a lot of content there, videos and things like that. You can go to travismitchell.net. You can email me or contact me through travismitchell.net. I, I post my cell phone way too many times. Wow. Uh, it's everywhere. It's Google number all, or like legit uh, my cell phone? phone. Yeah. No, it's in, Where it's, can I find it? No, I'm joking. It's, it's on, I hand out cards. I got your and, number. Yeah. So just, <laughs> I am available and would love to have discussions with you if you have questions. I'm, people have been contacting me very regularly, asking questions about flooding and about the roads specifically and about our tax rate and, and so on and so forth. Transportation. I mean, yeah. on down the list. And I love it. I love having those conversations with people uh, because I learn a lot. You know, I did a survey that took, took in about 350 different perspectives in town. Uh, and wow, really? I learned so much as a result of getting that feedback. It's important. Yeah. If, if I'm going to do a great job, I have to be able to know what's going on in the community, how people feel about various issues, because they, they're, the, they're the greatest whistleblowers. When something's busted, when something's wrong, if the people know their city council member, they can reach out to them and and let them know. Definitely. And the city council member hopefully can do something about can, it. Yeah, respond appropriately. Yes. Travis, thank you so much for your time. Again, it's, uh, I know we just had you in here earlier this year. It was late last year. Either way, thank you for taking the time yeah. out of your super busy schedule to come in here and, and chat with me. Hey, I appreciate it. You, you do a great job. Thank you, man. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Kyle Life Podcast. Remember, folks, the election is May 7th, and you can go to our website, kylelife.com, for more info on where you can vote. For more information on Travis Mitchell, you can go to rkyle.org or find him on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash rkyle. For kylelife.com and the Pearl Media Network, I am Joshua Steubing. Thank you for listening.